You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast, where fantasy football experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany give you the DFS tools to help you lock it in and win on DraftKings and FanDuel. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the Pre-Snap Right here on the Line Star app, it's me, it's Chris Meany, it's playoff time. This will be our last football show for a while. Hopefully, we'll be back in the fall. But good news, Chris Meany and I are going to be back. That's right, baseball season, five days a week. Me, Chris Meany, right here on the Line Star app, doing our show. We're still kicking around names, so uh, hopefully that'll be up there. So if you're a fan of the football podcast this year, uh, or should I say in 2018 since it's 2019, then people say, oh, wrong year, Joe, whatever, shut up. Still, <laughs> we are going to be here rocking it out baseball style. Chris, are you excited? I'm excited. How do you feel? Oh, man, I'm so fired up. I'm so pleased. So, you know, shout out to the crew here, Line Star, for, for having us. And yeah, that's right. We'll talk some baseball. I mean, already, obviously, if you follow Joe, you know he is heavy into the baseball already black book is out get your hands on that right. and, number uh, one fantasy sports the That's research right. has been it's already begun and baseball will be here before you know it yeah so we're really looking forward to talking some dfs baseball with the with the listeners and and just ultimately trying to get you guys some cash it's That's all right and guess who wrote the dfs chapter in the new 2019 fantasy baseball black book it's chris meany so That's before right. you even get in there if you want to you know if you're going to be a listener of the show and you're going to play dfs baseball Go get the black book, or if you're playing season-long baseball, go get the black book. Understand relative position value and all that stuff. And then when you get to the DFS chapter, you'll be familiar with the approach that we're going to be taking here come baseball season. Chris does a phenomenal breakdown uh, of of approach and strategy and how you want to approach the different sites and the different fields and different games. So we're going to be doing all that for you. We'll always you know recap the trends going on in baseball as well. We'll break all that down for you, but it's going to be real fun. It's going to be, you know, a shorter podcast. So it's not going to be an hour long kind of length. It's going to be more of a get in, get out, get you what you need to know. Uh, but it's going to be more frequent. So if you're playing MLB DFS, we're going to be the place right here on Line Star. So before we look ahead to this division round, let's recap a little bit of what we saw last week in the wild card round, which we nailed the Dallas game. So let's get that out of the We nailed exactly the flow of what that was going to be. Yeah. Seattle did their thing at the end, like we all thought that they would. So there it was. Um, I think that can I could say that the shocking one was the Baltimore game, even though Baltimore did make it close at the end. Uh, it was a big surprise. Uh, were you as surprised as I was? I was. Yeah, that was the game that you know I I wasn't on, and I give you know the Chargers a lot of credit, Gus Bradley and the defense playing Baltimore in Week 16. Definitely, you know, it usually helps the team that lost, really, because if you're the team that won, what do you want to change? Like you don't want to change too much. You just had success against them. You know, there's going to be some adjustments and things are going to happen from from both sides of the football. Changes are going to be made, but. Uh, the Chargers made those changes, and and they were really good. Obviously, Baltimore, you know, when you fumble the ball a couple times right off the get-go, that puts you behind the eight ball, and they're not a team that can come back. And we saw it. Like, they had a successful fourth quarter, uh, but it was they were too far behind for them to do, you know, get back in that football game. I was very impressed with the Chargers and what they were able to do with really no run game again. And, you know, really not a lot of offense, too. The defense for me, Joe, is, was most impressive. They dial it up. They're a team that plays at a slow pace. They don't get after the quarterback a lot. We'll get into this weekend. I'm sure they'll they'll want to dial it up again. But they, 
they looked really strong defensively. No, oh, they they really did. And uh, you know, the Eagles are, you know, I, I said last week that Nick Foles, if they can go in there and beat Chicago, then it's a deal with the devil and yeah. that he made and his soul now no longer lives within his body. And sure enough, it, it doesn't. And, and maybe Cody Parkey <laughs> might have also right. been itching to make a similar kind of deal, but he, he didn't get the email. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> listen, but the Eagles, the Eagles, they covered. We we said they that covered. we said they, they were going to hang around in that football game. It we was did. The, we did right? get that right for sure. They did yeah. cover, and we also got right that it wasn't a game you really wanted to be invested in from a fan. No, it, it wasn't. It was so, an ugly game. It was an offensive struggle. But um, you're so right. We nailed the Chicago Eagle yeah. game. We obviously nailed the Dallas game to a T. Uh, the Baltimore was surprising, and then and then we have the curious case of the Indianapolis Colts. And that whole scenario, because I'm watching the Colts and the, the Colts came out like gangbusters in that game. And they really punched the Houston Texans in the mouth and they didn't fully recover. And there was that moment in the game where they were, it was the you know, a minute and change left. And they were right there on those fourth and law uh, fourth and one. It was a long one, but it was fourth and one. And Watson decides to throw that ball, trying to force a ball to DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone, which was horrendously stupid. You've got one of the more mobile quarterbacks in football. You've got one yard to go. You don't want to hand this ball off to Andrew Luck again with time and a timeout. And instead of just advancing the football in a yard, which he had clearly room to maneuver and do, he tried it, it, to me, that was the death knell of that game for the Texans. Yeah. And now we're sitting here where the Texans every year, they get rocked in the playoffs. Let's be honest. At a certain point, I thought this was going to be different. I thought this was going to be a game, more of a back and forth. I know you did too. I think we put a lot of faith in Deshaun Watson and my faith was shook a little bit. It was, it was shaken or shook, shooken. I don't know what it is, but it was bad. Yeah. I mean, what's your takeaway here going forward? Uh, yeah. Going forward, you know, I, I look at Watson and I see a guy who, who basically has only played a year. I mean, I know he played last season, but he suffered a, a significant knee injury and he only played a handful of games and, and this year losing, losing some of his weapons. Right. I mean, he got hit more than any quarterback in, in the entire NFL. So the line didn't help him out. He obviously lost Will Fuller earlier in the year when it looked like, again, they were on a nice little good, run between those two guys we know about deandre hopkins being awesome then he leaves and fuller suffers that injury they bring in demarius thomas he suffers an injury he may again he gets one game of kiki qt back and he was phenomenal uh, you know I, you're right about that play it was the turning point and i don't know if that's on watson or if that's on bill o'brien like you got a quarterback who can run why don't you call his own number it's fourth and one the sneak works almost every single time in the nfl i thought that was a brutal play call you're right he forced it into hopkins hopkins wasn't 100 percent either but i think ultimately the better team won i i like the colts going in i was surprised at the success they had on the ground but uh, they're just that they dominated offensively that line they controlled the line i think that was the difference in the game I got to tell you, it was, it was really surprising. And, and I'm not taking anything away from the Colts. The Colts did a great job. Uh, they, they went out there, they did what they had to do. They, they put points on the board and they made the Houston Texans play from behind a little bit. And it's a certain point. I mean, I, I don't know if it's a lack of preparation. You have a home game. I know sometimes it's tough to win the road. It was tough to win on the road in new England. They almost did that a couple of years ago, but it was disappointing. I, I wanted more of a contest. It was still a fascinating game to watch. Mm-hmm but for the wrong reasons. Cause I kept scratching my head going, why, why, why? And, and Hopkins is still brilliant and still 
Yeah. So you wonder the makeup of this team next year, Joe, you're right. Like you want them to take that next step forward because they've had these playoff games. They've, they've had success inside this division, winning it and getting to the postseason and hosting a game. And I feel like the only success they've had over the past few years is games against the Bengals. And we know that their struggles over the last decade or so. So, I mean, they have a lot of cash base. Do they bring in a love bell? Do, do we see more from Foreman next year? Do they bring in another wide receiver? Because Fuller is, I think QT is, is, is a nice piece. And he is. I think and they need to bring game, somebody they, else in. They found was, a matchup to expose with QT. Let's be honest. That's what it was. And then, but you're right. They did miss Fuller because Fuller is that game changing kind of, not that Hopkins isn't, but Fuller's that guy that, that one play. Right. I'll tell you what, he's not a game changer. He's a momentum swinger. Is that a better way to put it? Yeah, absolutely. I think sure. that's what he is. He's a momentum changer. And I think they lack that. So it because they had nothing going on in the first half, nothing. Yeah, Most, uh, really didn't have much. I, That's I, a play you brought up. I know it's uh, second half. They just kind of you know the Colts got sleepy. They 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 just continued to do what they needed to do on on defense though, and it just eventually it just. Just one out, and that's uh, and Leonard is a hell of a player. I think we can oh, all agree on that. <laughs> I mean, oh, man, and, and, and you know awesome. what? And, and the line has just been spectacular too, because that's a good pass rush from Houston. You know, JJ Watt uh, and and company and Clowney, but they, you know, that line really held up. And now that line's going to go to Kansas City. So we got the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Colts. We got the Cowboys, Rams, Chargers going into cold New England, and the Philadelphia Eagles still alive with the Devil going to New Orleans where there's a lot of voodoo. So we're going to hit a break. And when we come back, we're going to break down these games, uh, talk about the lines, the over-unders, and then we're going to get into some DFS stuff a little bit later on. You're listening to the pre-snap right here with Joe and Chris. We'll be right back after this. The pre-snap podcast is brought to you by LineStar. Take your DFS game to a whole new level. Build winning lineups with the best tools on the market. Download now at linestarapp.com and start winning. All right, so let's get at it, and here we go. Indianapolis Colts at Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by five in this one. The over-under is 56-and-a-half. Chris, I'm going to open the floor to you in this one. I have my thoughts, but I I think they might be similar. So let's start with that 56-and-a-half. How do you feel about that number? Yeah, I think it's fair. Uh, I I think that's a solid number. I mean, Kansas City's been much better defensively at home. They're only allowed 18 points per game at home compared to, like, over 30 on the season per game. Um, You know what? The more, the more I thought about this throughout the week, the more I kind of leaned Colts um, in a potential upset. I think that they could win, but I'm still going to give the benefit of the doubt here to Kansas City at home to get this done. I, I'd look at, at you know the Colts and how strong they've been. They've been the hottest team in the NFL, right? I mean, they've won mm-hmm. a ton of games in, in a row. But I look at the competition that they've played. I look at some of the quarterbacks, Joe, like Derek Carr, Derek Anderson, Blake Borders, Bortles, <laughs> Cody Kessler, Eli Manning, Tannehill, Blink Gabbert twice. This is a different beast here in Patrick Mahomes. It is, at- you know, but you could kind of say the same thing, too, about, you know, we were talking about the Chiefs defense, but Chiefs defense gave up 51 against the Rams. They gave up 33 against the Raiders. Now, I mean, at home, they gave up 24 against the Ravens, who couldn't get out of their own way for three quarters last week. They gave up 29 at home to the Chargers. They gave up 38 to the Seahawks. So, I mean... This is why we like the over. uh, This is why, see, to me, I love the over. This is why I'm looking at them like, I don't care what they did against the Raiders in the end of the year. I don't give a crap. Yeah. Everybody was checked out of that game. The Raiders just all wanted to get on a plane. <laughs> okay. That's that's what they wanted to do. They're like, can we move to Las Vegas now? Can we do that now? Can that happen? <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I think the 56 is definitely over. And yeah. I like, 
I like the Colts in this game. So I will definitely take it up money line. I I think the Colts are going to, not only do I like that number of the five, but I also not only do I think they're going to keep it close. I think they're going to keep it close and win. I really do because I think Andrew Luck is a little more seasoned here. And this is the big spot. This is the big boys now. And this was the worst nightmare. I think for the chiefs, you want, you did not want to play. The Colts have their number. (laughs) The Colts have their number, but the Colts also have a quarterback who has some playoff experience. The Colts also have an offensive line that's very playing very well all year and right now, especially. And the defense has really stepped it up too. Now, I'm not trying to take anything from Mahomes. Mahomes has been brilliant, but this is the playoffs. It is not the regular season. And I really think the Colts can go in there. So if you're looking for an upset pick, I think this is the one you put your money on. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they can do it as well. I, you can go look back at just this, the recent success the Colts have had in the playoffs. I mean, you can go back to Montana, right? I mean, 95 loss to the Colts, 2003 loss to the Colts, 2006 loss to the Colts, 2013, that, that remarkable playoff game it was 45-44 when Andy Reid, you know, took his foot off the gas, had that big lead in Indianapolis. Colts came back, Andrew Luck, and they've had success against this team. You're right, this is not the team that they wanted to play and for Kansas City and their run defense they allow 5.0 yards per carry it's the second highest mark in the league and you're just talking about their their line I mean if you watch that game last week Marlon Mack had so much success and Houston's run defense had been phenomenal all year long there was a play inside the red zone where their offensive line just powered the line of the Texans and it was Mack that got into the end zone so they have the recipes to success to to have a really good game against what, you know, Frank Reich said this earlier, obviously we want to keep Mahomes and company off the field and run the football with Mac, but we also want to score points and we see an opportunity to score some points against their secondary. So it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a high scoring game. And it's interesting what kind of strategy people could take with the late swap, you know, because the games in between these two, not as appealing between the first game of the weekend and the last game of the weekend. There's going to be some points scored. Uh, the the other the intangible quality here too of as Patrick Mahomes does incredible things in this game which I think he will this is this loss is not going to be Patrick Mahomes loss I I I don't think I think not if he he puts up 30 plus points no it's not and that's what he does in these losses and he losses to New England and some other losses this year he's still putting up 30 against you know Seattle and they lose yeah absolutely I mean but but here's the thing Tom Brady Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck are the kind of quarterbacks that are not going to be intimidated every time he goes out there and puts points right. on the board. And right. to me, that's the intangible thing. When he goes out there and he makes a circus play and he finds Ty- Tyreek Hill for a 70-yard touchdown, Andrew Luck's going to grab his helmet and go, all right, let's get to work, just like yeah. Tom Brady did in that game in New England. And I'm telling you right now, it's their worst nightmare. Lamar Jackson would would have would have shrunk. And, and I even think to a certain extent, the Chargers would have shrunk eventually. I think it's tough to beat a team twice on – their territory yeah so i'm i'm interested to see what kind of defense the colts are going to play because i said like they play when i'm getting some some weak quarterbacks they play a lot of cover too and the chiefs have had some significant success against that kind of defense so it'll it'll be a good matchup but i think a lot of points man that's this is a fantasy friendly environment here yeah this, this is one where you you, you stop everything and you're watching this is going to be good time football I like the Colts on the spread. I'm with you. I'm with you there. They're going to keep this. Oh, I know. I, I, it's going to be a field goal game. I agree. It's going to be a field goal game, but I'll tell you what, if you want to go yeah. balls to the wall this weekend, that's the one because it's an opportunity for sure. Andrew Luck is feeling it right now. And if you don't, and, and I'll tell you what, you know, who else isn't intimidated either. Frank Reich. 
Okay. Oh, not at all. Frank Reich is not intimidated by these situations. And you know who is? Andy Reid. <laughs> of course he is. And I know you know it because oh, I lived in man. I lived in Philadelphia for six years and I know you know it because you're an Eagles fan. You know. Yeah. That's who you're going to hang this loss on. You're going to hang on Andy Reid. Absolutely. I mean, I can already feel it. I I fear it for him because that's all it's going to, anyone's going to talk about on Monday is another playoff loss, especially if it comes down to maybe clock management. Like I talked about before with these two teams a few years ago, or just any, like a challenge, anything, you know, it's going to be all on Andy Reid. This is the first time in in a couple of years, he hasn't handed his playbook over at this time of the year. So it's completely all on Reid here this weekend. (laughs) need to win oh i can't wait i can't wait. i'm gonna sit down with a beer i'm gonna order a pizza and i'm gonna watch this football game this is gonna this is a this is america this is america at its finest and uh, uh, please i want everyone to understand i am not hating on patrick mahomes i want mahomes to advance in the playoffs i think it'd be great right nfl listen before we move before we move on (laughs) i'd like to join you also on the couch with a pizza yes yes let's do that um, i've got the 75 inch tv coming down to jersey from toronto this weekend uh, it's not a far hike i you know i'm gonna do it yeah get on that amtrak right does the amtrak or no you gotta go to like uh i don't know you gotta somehow get into new york first and then get on the amtrak yeah well luckily the passport is hurry up and do it before the wall gets built (laughs) (laughs) yeah no kidding right that was on last night the canadian south park one where they want to build the wall they want to build the wall well between canada and the yeah yeah the best i love when they talk canada so far every day every day at two o'clock in the afternoon canadians uh, face east and play chuck mangione (laughs) on the trumpet that's fantastic have you seen this you gotta see this i've seen it I've seen oh. it. <laughs> it's top notch oh it's so good oh, um, topical you, humor all right you know for before we move on from this game yeah and for the people who you know we both like the over and i think you know those listening should as well but uh team implied totals is something i always take a look at oh, yeah. and you can make the single single props if you want to so the the highest team implied total obviously the chiefs at 31 and a half i think they get to that number but the for the Colts 25 and a half uh, is given please yeah they have the, the highest of any road team this weekend and Andrew Luck drops that in the toilet at breakfast time agreed he's good After for two touchdowns. coffee come on yeah he's good alone for two touchdowns agreed. against a stiff competition so I think he I think that's a good number to take a look at good good point out there see that's why we're the best all right let's go to Dallas at the Rams the Rams definitely needed a buy. I think if there's any team that needed a mental and physical rest, I think it's the Rams. I think they got worn out. I think all the hype in the beginning of the season, they were so good. And then they get another team that got punched in the mouth a couple of times. And then Todd Gurley's injury. And then of course you lost Cooper cup a bunch of weeks ago. They're kind of limping a little bit. They needed there. the buy. I do think that they get right here. Uh, I know their favorite is six and a half. I actually think that, that is a number that I think that they can hold on. I think they do win this game by a touchdown. Uh, the over-under is 48. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that one. And if you agree with me that the Rams are going to win this game by a touchdown. Yeah, I, I actually feel a little bit stronger with the Cowboys here. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. this is good. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're a little different here. I love with- it. With the Rams and the Cowboys, you're right that they limped in and they definitely needed this. They needed this by, and I think they learned a lot from their, you know, their one postseason game last season being one and done against the Falcons. I think I think that you know Goff will have some success. He's much better at home. I, I think he's he's 22 to three touchdown interception ratio at home compared to 10 and nine on the road. So this is an environment that they want to be in. But 
I, I like the Cowboys defense, man. I'm, I've been buying in all year to this Cowboys defense. And it, and it took me up until I'll be honest, it took me late up until that Thursday night game against the saints, but they, they have some players who can play. They have the recipe like the Colts to have success on the ground against the run 5.1 yards per carry allowed tops in the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a factor in this game, whether they're playing from behind ahead or a neutral situation, he's going to touch the ball 30 to 40 times. He just is. He's had games like that where he's had 40 plus opportunities already already. So I think that they can control the clock a little bit and I'm, I'm buying into that defense. I think this is going to be a tight football game. I think the Rams win, but I think that, that's six and a half. That's seven. I'm all over that on the, on the Cowboys side of things. I think also we talked about this before Joe earlier in the week, they're going to have some fans there with them as well. This isn't your typical road environment for the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to have a a good 20, 25, 30% of the fan base there with them as well. So I'm, I'm the reason that they lose is going to be on Dak, but the reason they hang into this game and stick around, they can have success with Cooper. And it's all about Zeke for me. I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying from the narrative standpoint. They will lose this game because of Dak Prescott. And I think they'll lose it by seven because of him. <laughs> I, think that, I think we're saying the same thing, but you're just, you're just in different ways. <laughs> like I, I, I think at the end of the day, there will be a more than a touchdown difference between the two teams. When you look up at the scoreboard, because I also think that although Dak is capable of making a big play from now and again, we've seen that we saw it in the giants game a couple weeks ago. I think that Aaron Donald is a different circumstance. And I think that this Rams defense and, and the Rams just generally speaking, having as much time to prepare as they have had a little bit and get, get a little bit just well, I think was a, a big deal for them. And I think they're going to come out. They're going to come out fresh. I think the Cowboys are a little tired. I mean, they've, they had a, a week 17 game that yeah. really pushed them to the brink. Then they last week was a dog fight. No doubt about it. And, you know, I think, I think, that's a good thing. Sometimes I don't think it's a good thing when you're running into Todd Gurley and hopefully it's a good point, you know, hopefully that's going to be the difference maker. We shall see. All right, let's go to uh, new England. Now, is it going to snow? Cause I really want it to snow. I don't think it's going to snow. I know it snowed yesterday. Who do I have to crazy. talk to to get some snow? <laughs> yeah. You need some snow for sure. It would be a huge benefit for the Patriots. If there was some snow, I know they practiced yesterday in the snow, um, you know, on Thursday, if you listen to us on a Friday here. I don't, the, the weather doesn't, I was looking, it doesn't look like it's going to snow. It'll be chilly, but it's not going to snow. I want snow. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put a good word in there. I gotta Make go, I gotta go to church. I never go to church, but maybe I should go to church and pray <laughs> for snow. Um, and I'll, you know, it's, it's a frustrating thing. Me being the Patriots uh, guy, I don't get to watch this game. My daughter's got basketball at one o'clock. Oh. So, so I'm completely out for this game. <laughs> you'd, you'd sweat it out anyways. Maybe it'll be better on you. I don't know. I don't, all, all I know is that I really like watching the Chargers play in New England. It makes me happy. So <laughs> uh, so anyway, the Chargers are going to go to New England, play another road game two weeks in a row. Uh, the Patriots favored by four and a half. Now, that's the tricky thing to me because the Patriots, uh, you know, they, they win games. but They don't always win big. So the four and a half to me is a super tricky number. Yeah, I, they're baiting you to take the Chargers. They're baiting you to take the Chargers. And I... I how do you feel about this number? <laughs> it's, it. Yeah, it's it's a number I don't like. Um, I, I'm conflicted. I like this. the I like the over on the 47. That you number do. I do. I, like. I do because the Patriots are a bend don't break defense, so they're going to give up some yardage, and they're you know I think I do believe the Chargers will find a couple spots there, and and look the the Rivers is I'm not I want to give Rivers some respect here, and I think that they'll be able to put up 21 points, but they still going to lose this football game. 
Yeah, I see it as I I, I like, like a twenty seven twenty one kind of game. Like yeah, yeah. It's not gonna go over by a lot. Like a yeah, I think it gets right to that number. I think it's a solid number. I mean, it opened up early at forty seven and a half and went all the way down to forty six, and now it's climbed back up again. So it's there's a lots of movement. It's been back and forth. Maybe people are are, are thinking about the weather. I, I'm not really sure there. And you're right about the Chargers. Another road game. This is a team that. We know about their record, and you, we know that they had a better record than Baltimore, had to go back into Baltimore, play the early game. Uh, you know where they're from on the West Coast. Now they have to play you know, in New England. This is a very tough environment for them. The Pats are just unbeatable at home. So uh, this is what I had in my bracket, these two teams meeting up. I'm not going to change it. I have New England winning, but I look at two strong, very defenses, especially in the secondary. Pro football focus, four of the top 20 corners, according to pro football focus, are in this game. Gilmore is the number one graded corner. Desmond King is the number two. McCordy, Casey Hayward. These are these are prime time players. I think that both teams offensively are going to struggle. I, I I think the Chargers want to lean on their run game. So they you can think have this is the game in the muck. You think this is the yeah? The this game. is the one. This is the one for me. I'm not maybe maybe I'm blindfolded here, but this is the one where I'm not going to have a lot of exposure in fantasy. I like James White. I like Keenan Allen. I like, I like James Allen, and that's it. I like Dorsett too, and we'll talk about him yeah, in the there's next some, segment. There's some sneaky there's options, some but, sneaky I, options but I think there. Gilmore goes on Mike Williams, and I think that's done. Mike Williams is going to get shot. Uh, Gilmore's had a great season. He's great played season. terrific football. He's been phenomenal. So, and and I look at Keenan Allen in the slot. Okay, fine, but I look at the Steelers and I look at some slot wide receivers. They shut down Thielen. They shut down Juju Smith-Schuster earlier in the year. You know the focal point is going to be on Keenan Allen. The Chargers are going to want to run the football. But can they with Melvin Gordon? These guys got well, not one bad knee, but two now. Either, either way, I think that, you know, if it ends up being a 27-24 kind of game or something like that, which I, I still think that's where it's going to lie. I think that, I think what's going to happen is you're going to, it's it's going to be playoff New England football where there's going to be a couple of moments where the New England typically has a lapse and the Chargers will take advantage. And then the Chargers will have a lapse and New England will take advantage. And that'll account for the deficit. I'm not saying it can end up in the muck like you. I think it, it Certainly can. Of all the games, this has the most potential to end up in the muck. But I, I want to get your thoughts on what you think New England is going to do because, you know, looking into oh, uh, you can beat the Chargers over the top, but Brady hasn't been taking a lot of those shots. Well, they don't, they're the not top. set up without Josh. Right. Gordon, but, do, but, but what New England does so well is change their game plan to exploit the other team's weaknesses. They so do, they but that's to- asking a lot of Chris Hogan. Yeah, Chris Hogan, maybe or, Dorsett. Or Daryl Patterson. Maybe, may, yeah. Well, the thing with Dorsett is, is I believe that, you know, Dorsett in that last game got all five of his targets and a touchdown. And what you started to see is, okay, what's the the offense before Josh Gordon had a lot of Dorsett in it. And I feel like he's a guy that Brady feels real comfortable with in the red zone. And he feels real comfortable with him too. They're going to bring pressure. How you beat Tom Brady is bring pressure. And that's right. why I like James White in this game. And I think, I, White and Dorsett and Edelman and those guys are going to just feast. I think it's going to be a lot of those guys. It's going to be a lot of dinking and doinking and just getting rid of the football quick. And then the second half is going to be a lot of running Sony Michelle down your throat when they're tired. Uh, it, to me, that's the game plan. I know you're right. That's the way you attack them. But I think they're more concerned with what neutralizing they the pass rush. Right. What do, yeah. what do they do? What, is, yeah. what do the Chargers do best? As a football team, probably rush the passer. So what do you got to do? figure out a way first and foremost to stop that and get rid of the football quick. So I like your Dorsett call, especially early on in the year. I'm looking at it now. I mean, 16 catches in his first four games, at Dorsett, least five targets in his pre, first four games. Pre and post Josh Gordon, you see a lot of Dorsett in this offense. 
And Brady has been always confident, but the problem was he wasn't getting any snaps when Gordon was playing because like Josh it. Gordon is a superior yeah. talent. So he's going to be on the field. All right. Last but not least, the Philadelphia Eagles against the new Orleans saints. The saints are favored by nine and a half. How dare they? How <laughs> dare they? This is Nick Foles guys. Yeah. Over under is 51. So uh, Nick Foles, can he, uh, can, this would be the mother of all. I mean, Last Listen, week was a fun. We were joking. Ha ha. This would really be, he might just be the devil himself. <laughs> yeah. Last week we were saying that he really didn't have to do a whole lot to, to win that football game because that was my standpoint. I thought the Chicago's offense was just meh. And I thought Philadelphia's defense was trending up and they could, they could hang around that game. And they did. And he, and Foles didn't have a great game. He, he really didn't. He had a great final drive in four minutes and he hit six different players and he had, converted on the fourth and one fourth and goal with with tape but he didn't have a great game this number is too low to me and it's and it's jumped as well when i first saw it 50 i said i was hammering that over and it's at 51.5 i think it continues to climb there's no way that the saints aren't scoring 30 points they're just gonna right you can't stop at home i mean at home you can't stop how many times have they not i have to go you you keep talking i'm gonna look how many times they haven't scored uh... (laughs) yeah yeah look it up i mean i got breezes numbers here at home 21 touchdowns one interception and and on the road you know especially over the last four games he's played three touchdowns and three picks now three of the last four have come on the road this this is a team that lit up the eagles uh, week 11 now at that point Carson Wentz played. It was his worst game of his career through three interceptions. They were down to their sixth and seventh cornerbacks in that game, and they got embarrassed, and the Saints ran up the score. I don't think that they're going to win by 40, but the thing is they're going to score 30 points, and I think the Eagles can get to 24 on themselves, and that's already flirting with the number right there. That's over the number. All right, well, so, here, you, here you go. The Patriots, yeah. uh, let's see, going back. Oh, hang on a second. Wait, I got the wrong uh, – you get the wrong team. I got, no, I got the right team. I got the wrong year. I don't know why that that happened. So I don't know what that's all about. I'm trying to find the the stuff here, the right information. But at the same point, you know, it's hard to not believe that the the Saints are just going to roll in this game. I, it's just it's different. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, it, and from a fantasy standpoint here, what jumps out at you because. Is it a Saints defense, surprisingly enough? Is it no, something like that? Or No, you know, I, again, I think Foles is going to have success moving the football. You know, Saints play a lot of man, and who has the best? You, you want to, you know, it's small sample size, but which quarterback has the best completion percentage against man? It's not Drew Brees. It's Nick Foles. And they're getting the ball out quick. I saw a stat, NFL Gen Stats came out 2.2 seconds. That's how quick Foles gets rid of the ball. That's number one in the NFL. He gets rid of the ball. The offensive line has been phenomenal. How many sacks did Cleo Mack have last week? Zero. Right. He, he hit fools once. In the last four weeks, they've gone up against Donald, Watt, and Mack, and they've allowed zero combined sacks against those three and only six hits. The line has been very solid. It's healthy now. They have no run game to think of, so they're not going to run the football. They're going to continue to get the ball out quick. I think Tate against P.J. Williams is, is a nice matchup, but you're right how can they stop the saints and they're, they're just not going to be able to yeah, how do they stop them or how do you keep pace with them I and mean, either way it's, it's kind of well it's, here you go saints week one at home 40 points saints mm-hmm. week two at home 21 so they didn't get hit that mark uh then the next time later on at home 43 the next time at home 45 <laughs> next time at home 48 
31. My goodness. 31. Yeah, and so, their team implied total this week is 31. <laughs> yeah. So there you yeah, have it, folks. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. It's it's going to be I, because they don't allow any sacks, and they'll turn the ball over. I want them to make. I want the Eagles to make it close, just so it's fun. Like, <laughs> you know, I think it's going to be a touchdown game. When that just flirts with the number, there's a lot of risk there in taking the Eagles. Um, but I, I really do feel like it's going to be a touchdown game. All right, so we're going to hit a break, and when Chris and I come back, we're going to give you our picks for the week. We're going to go position by position, the guys that we like, the guys that we want to fade. You're listening to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. We'll be right back after this. The pre-snap podcast is brought to you by LineStar. Transparent projections, simplified research, advanced signals, and top-rated apps. Dominate DFS. Download for free at LineStarApp.com. All right, so let's get after it here. And uh, let's start with the quarterbacks. Obviously, you got Mahomes, who's top of the board on the FanDuel side. Then Breeze, Luck, Brady, Goff, Prescott, and Foles, and Rivers pulling up the rear here, which is understandable considering. Uh, However, you know, it's funny because Mahomes is at 9K and Breeze is at 87. And I look at that and I'm thinking, okay, well, Luck is 84. So it's, I feel like Luck is the most cost-effective quarterback of the week in terms of point potential and price. Uh, how do you feel about that on the DK side? How do you feel about in terms of best value a quarterback in terms of return? Um, I, yeah, I kind of feel the same about luck. It's, it's 62 of Mahomes at seven breeze at 67 and then luck at six, two. It's interesting with luck. Cause I get caught up in Mac and we'll talk about max price too, because you know, it is possible that both of these guys could have success, but if it does get to that shootout, you know, you're going to want to have some luck. And uh, I think, you know, honestly, again, with fools, I'm not trying to be a homer here, but at $5,400 on DraftKings, you can do a lot with your lineup with putting in a plug in a quarterback at $5,400. And last week they were all on the same page. They were all within three points of each other, the quarterbacks. Um, But there's, there's some difference here. There's a big drop off from Mahomes and fools, obviously, but um, luck has got some value. And and I think Foles has some value. I think both of those two guys. And you know what? Mahomes has at least 17 fantasy points in every single game this season. And he's just been matchup proof. Now, who is it? Who is it you just want no piece of? Is it Brady, Goff, Prescott? Who's the guy that just yeah, no lineup potential whatsoever? Rivers, Brady, and well, I think uh, Rivers already kind of out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Goff. I think Goff is only a contrarian play. I mentioned his splits. Um, you know, it's enticing to hear that. But for me, I'm, you know, like I said before, I'm, I'm in on Dallas. I think Dallas is going to, is going to give them some fits. So Brady, Brady and Goff are the guys I'm, I'm not interested in. Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with that. It, Dak, I don't really know Dak, but if you they know, get down, Dak could do something for you. He can throw the ball a lot. Oh, well, you know, the thing with Mahomes too, going back to him is, you know, of all these quarterbacks left, I mean, Dak runs it too, but I mean, Mahomes has the ability to give you that rushing touchdown. Potentially he's got the ability to, to, you know, move around the field and, and make some stuff happen. You know, he's, he's had 50 rushing yards in a game. It's not a ton, you know, but it, it's possible for him to go and do that as well. I just look at luck as kind of being that guy where he's sitting right below breeze and Mahomes. <laughs> he's just kind of just hanging out there and the offense continues to roll through him. And I yeah. think that's what I always want. I want to make sure the offense is rolling through him. And I, I know he only hit 18 last week and I was hoping for more. I understand the love for breeze too, especially at home. I get that. 
Uh, I think Breeze is probably the safest of the cash game guys. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. Just from the 31 that we we just proved that they're going yeah. to put up 31 points pretty much in their sleep. Yeah, yeah exactly. The splits are just remarkable. What your- what what's the score for an Eagles victory in that game? Like, do they if they hold them somehow to what 27? Yeah, we, are they in that game potentially? Yes. Yeah, because okay. I th- like I think that they're going to put up twenty four themselves. I think that they get to that number. I think a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, I envision maybe a thirty four, thirty one, like a. But the thing is, they would have to get some turnovers, and again, they just don't turn the ball over. The Saints don't turn the ball over. They don't allow any sacks, and Breeze doesn't throw picks. So yeah. it, they're going to whether it's a special teams play or a fumble from a running back it, that's that's how it's going to be but it, it, the only way is a shootout like they're not going to beat this beat the Saints the way they beat the Bears all right over to running back the last time we saw Todd Gurley in a game it was against the Eagles and he put up 30 points so uh, it was pretty good now he's got no injury designation he looks healthy he's going to be very highly owned in cash games as he should be he is this offense he's hopefully healthy hopefully rested and obviously a beast. And it's going to, you know, it's going to irritate all the fantasy owners too. We're Todd Gurley owners who lost playoff and championships because Todd Gurley wasn't there and they're going to watch him. And I think he's going to have a huge game against Dallas. And I think they're going to, he's like, Oh, great. Where were you? You can, you can smell the memes now on Twitter and all over the internet. And, and I'm not bashing the Dallas Cowboys defense. It's just Todd Gurley's just on a different planet. Yeah. And you know, Joe, this is as cheap as he's ever been all year on both sites nine grand on FanDuel, yeah. eight grand on dk and you know if you go look at the at his game lock he was only in the eight thousand dollar range twice all year it was week four he was eighty six hundred dollars in a tough matchup against the vikings and then a couple weeks ago a tough matchup against chicago he was eighty eight hundred dollars this guy's been up at the ten thousand dollar mark this range this year on on dk so you're getting him at a cheaper price than you paid all year and you're getting a fresh curly because he didn't play week 16. He didn't play week 17. They had the bye. So you're, you're getting a fresh Gurley. And I, I believe McVay when he says he looks like Todd Gurley at practice all week. So both of those backs in that game, I, I, I've found ways to get both of them in there. Uh, all right. The next tier, obviously, after Gurley is, is close with Elliot and Kamara. So make the case for one of them if you have a preference. Here. It's Elliot for me, as I said, with, with Dallas. It's it's a great matchup to to run on on the Rams. And like I said, he's just going to be involved either way. Like, like Ingram is still hanging around. He's still getting about 10 touches. He's a threat to steal a red zone rushing attempt from him. Ingram finished in the top 10 red zone rushing attempts last season. Yes, this year it's been all Kamara. Leads the team in red zone rushing attempts and targets. But Ingram wasn't around, so I I want to go to the guy, and I think Elliott is a must-play. I like him more than Gurley, actually. I think he's going to touch the ball about 40 times. And like I said, if they're down in the game, he's not going to go away. There's nobody right. coming in for Zeke. He's going to be in on third-down rolls and catching the ball. He's career-high targets and catches. He passed that by week nine. So Right, the offense rolls through him. It rolls through him, whether right. they're up or down. So that's why I lean Zeke. I, th- I think he's just safer. All right, in this next tier, you've got James White, Melvin Gordon, Marlon Mack, Sony Michelle, Spencer Ware, and Ingram. And, you know, this is kind of, this is that that third tier here. Damian Williams is in the back of it as well. But, you know, I look to this, and James White's the guy who's super appealing to me because of what I mentioned earlier. James White, in terms of that pass rush, him being active, getting a ton of opportunities early on. I think Sony Michelle will be more of a factor in the third and fourth quarter of this game where they're trying to sit on a lead or try to ground and just grind this game into a hall towards the end. 
But I think early going is going to be a ton of James White. So I think he is very attractive to me. How do you feel about the rest of this group? We know Marlon Mack had himself a great game. Is that a repeatable possibility? It, it definitely is because, like I said earlier, playing for show, a job. Play, yeah, for sure. Playing for a job. And, and not only that, I mean, Mack has 49 carries in his last two games, at least 24 in three of his past four. And what he just did last week, 148 rushing yards on 24 carries against that stout run defense in Houston. Now he plays a Chiefs team that allows five yards per carry. I mean, this is that's the second most in the NFL. This is a phenomenal matchup for Marlon Mack and he's been Hines wasn't a factor at all last week and whether you believe he's going to get into the game in a, in a nicer matchup and catch a few balls at the backfield if this game script is good for him I think Mack would just stay on the field anyways I mean he's got three targets in each of his last three games he can catch as well and I think just having him on the field doesn't tip your hand because he can run or you can throw it to the backfield to him so like Mack and his price is just so enticing especially look on DraftKings $5,800 it's a really nice matchup but I love your call on James White I'm just say the Chargers allowed the fourth most catches of running backs this year and 12 running backs had at least four catches against them and for White he hit that number in 12 of his 16 games. You know how good he's been oh, at home yeah. and in the playoffs over the past couple of years. Love the white call. You know, it's harder to pay up for him on FanDuel. He's more expensive than he is. He's 74. And, and, and I, and I like him at 74. Even <laughs> I just, I think, I think he's a guy you want to find and how you're going to do it is wide receiver because yeah. although Michael Thomas is out there on the board and Tyree kill is out there and TY there's three premium guys, you know, Inman was a guy that I loved last week. Uh, we talked about him at length and yes. it continues to be consistent. He's got three straight touchdowns last three games. Um, I like him again this week when you got guys like him at 62 on the FanDuel side, guys like Philip Dorsett at 46, who I think is going to be active. And then another guy you point out in the saints game who might be worth a look as well. I don't want to take it away because it was your call. So no. go for it. yeah, I mean, have, you know, we're on the same page here. You know, we are, you but I, you know, I, that was my guys. And I want you to talk about your guy, your, your yeah. cost saving guy. That's going to yeah. allow you to get the girlies and Ezekiel Elliott's and whites and all these guys in your lineup. And it's Ted Ginn jr. $4,500 no. on FanDuel. And you know, it doesn't get cheaper than that. It actually does not. He's the cheapest possible uh, wide out that you can play. And over on DraftKings, he's $4,400. You know, Ted Ginn, he, he suffered the injury in week four. He was on the on IR. He came back week 16 and he was the clear cut number two. Some of these saints wide receivers have struggled to get separation. I know they've dealt with some injuries. The cam Meredith, Tracon Smith showed up, you know, recently in a couple games and really he disappeared as well. They tried, they, they made the, they got Dez, right? They tried Brandon Marshall. They've, they've been trying to have somebody besides Michael Thomas get some separation. And, and Ginn came back in week 16. He was a clear-cut number two. He ran the second-most routes on that team. He had eight targets, five catches, 74 yards. He has at least 55 yards and five straight home games dating back to last season. Joe, you just had a ton of numbers on Breeze and what they do at home. I think this is a good spot for him against the Eagles secondary that has struggled all season long. So... Uh, yeah, you you fit in again. You fit in uh, a door set. You fit in well, a. That's what I mean. Man. To, to me, it looks like I would rather go with those, especially on the Fanduel side. I'd rather go with the running back matchups we have, with the Gurleys and the and the Ezekiel Elliotts, and get those guys in there, and get the big quarterback, and then take my shots at wide receiver on the DraftKings guy in the full PPR. I might be more apt to change that strategy, although. The problem is Zeke and Gurley catch the football. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's kind of, you know, they're the focal point of their respective offenses. 
I think that's what you continue to do. Cause I think we get in the playoffs is a lot more one-off wide receiver possibilities than, than you're used to because the market's condensed. So you could take a shot on a door set or an inman or again, and these kind of guys that we're talking about. Cause I think those are the kind of guys that at the end will be productive. And we're going to allow you to get the floor, the high floor slash high ceiling of the running backs we're talking about. Yeah, when those two teams get inside the red zone as well, da- talking about Dallas and Los Angeles, they're more likely to hand it off to their star running backs as opposed to maybe Drew Brees throwing it to Ben Watson, Kamara, or Ingram, or Michael Thomas. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I just feel like the ceiling is much higher rolling out these, and the floor. You're right. You, you said the ceiling and the floor. Both of them is just, I got I to gotta spend up at the running back position. All right, let's talk about tight end here because Kelsey's at the top. Then you got Ertz. And Ebron and Gronkowski. And of course, Dallas Goder is in there as well. We, you know, we can go through that and whatnot. But look, Gronk is on 6,200. I mean, he's, as, Gronk at this price is, is crazy. But I mean, it's understandable. It's what he's become. Is he the tournament play because of the 62? Yeah, I think he, I, you know, <laughs> it, I think he this is. is I, <laughs> this is a, the tight end position we can complain, complain all we want all year, but this is remarkable this weekend because you have three of the highest, three of the four highest scoring tight ends in football. Right. And the number one consensus one. And then the number one consensus that you're getting at a discount, who is the fourth price tight end on both sites, Kelsey Ertz, Ebron, and then Gronk. Gronk is $4,600 on DraftKings. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we always talk about to be a tight end one. What do you need to have touchdown upside? He has touchdown upside in this game. Sorry. He just does. Of course he does. Yeah. And and at that price, even if he only gets four or five targets, if three of them are going to come inside the red zone, that's that's worth it alone just to get that kind of exposure and that kind of value. I, Kelsey, to me, is the number one play if you're going to spend up. I'm not in on Ertz at all. He was shut down against the Saints a couple weeks ago. Uh, you're right about Goddard. He's just getting more play. They're running more two tight end sets. And Ertz wasn't even on the field on that fourth and goal last week. It was Golden Tate. They were, they're running a lot of 11 personnel. So... I'm down on Ertz. Kelsey is in a phenomenal matchup. The Colts allowed a league high in terms of catches and yards to tight ends. So I don't know how they're going to stop Kelsey. But Gronk is the is the pivot. He's the pivot that people are sour on him. They're down on him. They don't right. ownership's going to be low money. in tournaments. Yeah, they're it's- looking at Kelsey, Nebron, and Ertz. And I don't overlook Gronk because he has the, he has the upside to to win you a tournament. 100%. I agree. All right. So defense is all we have left. We have the Rams at the top of the board on FanDuel side and the Saints, both a 5K, then New England. And, and look, after that, it gets real dicey as far as I'm concerned, because you, you can't love the you can't love the Colts, Eagles, Cowboys or Chargers just to, based on no. a, you can't love any of them. So really, it becomes about these three. So I'm always going to take the cheapest, which is the Patriots and hope for a turnover. Too. I hope for, you know, because I will say this, the Patriots have have had some moments of getting better at getting to the quarterback that offensive line for the chargers is not good it is not good so to me i think there's a sneaky possibility for some turnovers there and a uh, philip rivers fumble a philip rivers sack fumble or some strip something like that so uh, i think something like that could happen and even a, a defensive score for the patriots i could see as well so that's to me why i'm going that route how about you is it the saints for a couple hundred dollars more yeah, the Saints, but I'm w- I'm with you. I want to spend down. Actually, I don't want to spend up. If I can, with some of the value plays we we've tossed out there, yeah, you you can do it. But I, I actually like the Patriots and the Chargers. Again, I I talked before about how I think this is gonna be low scoring. And you're right about Rivers. Six picks in his last four games, held under 200 yards passing in three straight contests. So I, I think both of these defenses can do enough. We talked about their secondaries being strong. 
I, that's where I'm going to go. Saints are they, Saints are a fine play, especially they're going to get up in the in the football game. They're top five in sacks. They can generate pressure. Uh, I think Foles is going to have some success, but I also think he's going to throw the ball a ton, and that's what you want out of your defense, going against somebody who's going to throw the ball a ton and maybe create some turnovers that way. But I'm locked and loaded in the Chargers and the Patriots. All right, there you have it. So if you're playing baseball this season and you're getting ready for DFS or season long, make sure you check out the Fantasy Baseball Black Book 2019. It's me, Jake Seeley, Paul Spohr, Nate Dawkins, Eric Cross with his top 100 prospects, all with profiles, and Chris Meany doing DFS. Uh, Tim Heaney's in there as well, writing for me this year. It is a great collection of baseball minds for every possible format plus relative position value, which will really change how you see the game. It's easy, it's applicable, and it works, and life should be that easy sometimes. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPia17 and, of course, at Chris Meany. And we'll be back in April, right? In April, March, eh, somewhere around there, probably for some uh, baseball here on LineStar. I want to thank again, uh, all the Lions are folks. It's been so fun. It's been a great season. I want to thank Michael Rathburn as well. Uh, we had some great shows there for the first two thirds of the season. Chris Meany came in there. He's the Nick Foles of this podcast. I oh, swear man. to God, he comes in there and he's just dropping touchdowns all over the place, giving great knowledge. So Chris, I want to thank you, especially for joining on short notice too. And we're excited. Big things here at Lions star. So make sure you're following Lions star over on Twitter and the Lions star app and make sure you subscribe to it as well. And look, go there. There's NBA, there's NHL, there's all kinds of stuff in between. So check that out as well. We hope you have a great rest of the playoffs. You enjoy your season. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back a couple months, refreshed, ready to go for more. And there's only one thing left to do because you know it. It's set down. Win. You've heard from the DFS experts. Now go lock it in and win. We'll see you back here next week on the Line Star Pre-Snap Podcast with Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Continue the conversation at linestarapp.com and we'll see you back here next week.